Welcome to the Mississauga Life and Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, Sean Jaffrey, and today I'm joined by, uh, or joined with Amber Storzinski. Amber, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you. Okay, great. So we decided to do this podcast because there's a lot of people that are constantly asking me about Calgary because Calgary has become sort of a, a very popular place to invest in. I would say in the last year or two, uh, there used to be this misconception, Amber, that you know Calgary, Alberta don't invest there because they're very like heavily dependent on energies, right? And so like depending on what the energy sector is doing, real estate might go up, it might go down, so on and so forth. But by looking at the numbers, it looks like Calgary is a place where uh, it's pretty stable. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not really particularly talking about Edmonton. I'm really talking about Calgary. Yeah. That's pretty stable. And that's maybe one of the reasons why a lot of people are being attracted to invest in Calgary. Yeah. Um, I would say, of course, we are a big oil and gas city. Of course, that's our bread and butter. However, I don't know. Within, I think probably just after COVID, so maybe like a year, a year and a half ago, we have now become almost this melting pot for tech hubs. So pretty much everyone that I dealt with last year that was in BC or Toronto were saying their companies were relocating them. It was a tech company. We're relocating mm, them to Calgary. Right. Um, so now we are being recognized, which is great for Calgary as this tech hub. So I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Yeah, no, that's great. So they're moving away from something that is very kind of volatile into something that's a bit more uh, predictable, a bit more sustainable, uh, like the tech hub. And, I, and you know, a lot of people, the reason why they de they've decided to kind of move, forget the investors, the people that have kind of moved from the GTA, from Ontario to Calgary, it's because it's just a better quality of life. The cost of living is really low. Uh, you still have everything in Calgary that you have in Toronto. Like when you talk about, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, when you talk about amenities, restaurants, all the sort of facilities that you would get in a world-class city like Toronto, you get in Calgary as well, except the housing is so much more affordable. It's true. Um, I was actually in Toronto for the first time over Christmas and you do, there is this like, notion that big Canadian city, they're going to be pretty much the same, right? You do. Right. Like the downtown area of Toronto is, it's similar to Calgary for sure. You have all the restaurants, the bars, right. everything that you would need. Um, but where we differ is, well, obviously we have the Rocky Mountains, um, <laughs> but um, the affordability, it's its really, that's the biggest difference between us and, and the other cities is that we're relatively affordable still. Yeah, and I also heard a stat. Uh, I don't know how accurate it was, but it was something like the, you know, the median or the average income in uh, the Greater Toronto area and in, in Calgary. The difference isn't that great, uh, but the cost of living is much, much lower. So, which gives you a better quality of life. Um, so, tell me a bit about the the rental market in Calgary, because a lot of people what they think about is, you know, if I wanted to invest in a property in Toronto in the Greater Toronto area anywhere in the GTA, if you put down like 40% of the purchase price, you'll end up in a positive cash flow. Otherwise, if you're doing the minimum, which is 20% of a down payment, you're out of pocket like $1,000, $1,200 a month on average to keep your property, even after the rent's been paid and all the expenses have been paid. Yeah. Is, it, is it similar? Is it different down there in Calgary or up so there, I should say? It's um, it's not similar in the sense that you have to put down 40%. Um, you could put down the 20% and it it's tough, right? Cash flow properties are tough right now. Are they impossible? Absolutely not. If you can get into a, and I always 
preach these to my clients. If you can get into, which is possible, 400,000 up down rental um, with 20% down, are you going to cash flow a ton? Probably not. You're probably just going to break even. But I think with any investment property, you got to think the long-term game. So if it's an A-plus property in an A-plus community, you might not see that cash flow right away just because prices have gone up, interest rates have gone up. Right. Um, it's definitely doable in Calgary. Um, maybe not in the best communities, but the rental market is its insane right now. You put something up for rent and you have 16 people calling you wanting to see it. It's it's wild. Yeah. And I think it's a little bit different in, in the sense with the uh, Calgary rental market that you do have a larger cohort of people who prefer renting over owning. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but having like a two to five year rental lease is, is, is it's common. Is it not in Calgary? No, no, no. no, no. Okay. Well, I would say the very maximum we see is two years. And two but years even ago. then it's, it's normally a 12 month. Like, oh, contract. Well, see, that's why it's a good thing. I'm talking to you because I've heard, I've heard of, you know, numbers like five year leases and all no. that stuff. Okay. No. Uh, so, I mean, you're saying that if you were to put down 20%, even if you don't break even, you'll be close to sort of breaking even if you're, even if you're putting out one to $200 out of pocket. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, but that's, that's still a really big difference between, uh, Calgary and Toronto. In Toronto, the average is $1,200 a month that you're putting out of pocket, even after, you know, taking into account the rents that are coming in and all that other stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, in Toronto, you know, historically people have kind of banked upon, you know, okay, fine. I'll be paying anywhere from five hundred to a thousand dollars out of pocket, but I know that my five hundred thousand dollar condo is going to be worth six hundred thousand dollars in like a year or a year and a half or whatever it is, and so therefore it's worth you know the uh, the the negative cash flow. Yeah. In Calgary, it's a bit different, right? I mean, Calgary. Yes, we've seen a price growth pretty much everywhere in Canada in the last year or two. But in Calgary, the, the price growth isn't like, it's not, it doesn't spike. It's like a gradual growth, right? So it's not like yeah. you're not seeing 30%. Like in, in Toronto, for example, you know, last year we saw like a 20 to 30% increase in price year over year, which was, this is right before the interest rates kind of started to go up. Um, and, uh, you know, it's safe to say in Toronto historically for like the last maybe 10, 15 years, you can probably expect the value of your property to double like every 10 years. That's, that's sort of been the case. It's not like that in Calgary, is it? No, 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 it's not. Um, however, don't quote me on these numbers, but I do believe year over year, 2022 to 2021, it's, it's up there in percentage for how much we went up in price. But I will say it's more of a gradual in Calgary. So yeah, yeah it's not like we did see 100K, you know, over asking last spring. Right. That wasn't that wasn't the norm. That was like we heard of it, or you know, your buyers right. lost out on it. But yeah. it wasn't the norm. That's for sure. But I will say, that's how I talk to my investor clients. Is you're looking at this as a long term game. The market's going to lift you. You're getting someone to pay down this, you know, this mortgage for you. Are you going to double what you paid in a year? Absolutely not. But it will start to. You'll start to see it. Yeah. I think if we were to like, you know, very kind of simplify, you know, the two different markets, we would say that in Toronto, like it's more expensive to purchase. It's more expensive to hold on and to service the debt. Uh, but then you're banking on the appreciation, like the really crazy appreciation that happens every couple of years or whatever it is. Whereas in Calgary, it's a bit more conservative. The values don't shoot up. But they do sustain. But your 20% down payment investment kind of like, you know, carries the property. You're not really dishing out a lot of money out of pocket every month. Uh, so 
if you can do the Toronto thing and you have the you know the capability and the capacity to hold on and you know pay a thousand dollars out of pocket every month and that works for you, that's fine. But for somebody who's looking for something where there's it's a bit more hands off, put down the twenty percent and now it's just kind of carrying itself and they don't have to worry about putting money out of pocket every month. Uh, you know, it, there's a there's a trade off. But I mean, in the long run, I think you know worst case scenario, even if you had a property mortgage for like twenty five years, and with your twenty percent in let's just say 12 years, half of the mortgage has been paid off or whatever it is. And there's a bit of an appreciation that in my view would still be a better investment than, you know, putting your money in like stocks or bonds or something like that. Uh, it's still a better return. Uh, and with less risk because like the, you know, the dips that we, we typically would expect, um, in other parts, I mean, like, you know, I'm thinking like areas not as popular as Calgary, but Calgary, becoming what it's becoming, becoming like a tech sector, and then all these people kind of migrating out of Ontario and out of Toronto into Calgary, it seems like, uh, you know, even if we might not see an explosive growth in prices, it still looks very healthy if you were to forecast like five years down the road sort of thing because of all these people moving down to Calgary. I agree, yeah. 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 Tell me, so how's Calgary? So you've been to Toronto, right? Um, How different would Calgary be from Toronto? So were you in just like, were you in a particular suburb of Toronto? Were you in downtown? Where where did you go? Um, we were just in the downtown area. We had a flight into Toronto over Christmas and then drove to Northern Ontario. Um, so I was only there for like six hours, not even. Okay. The one thing, the one thing I will say that I noticed right off the bat is if I put into GPS two kilometers, that's like a five minute drive for us. Right. If I put into two kilometers in Toronto, it took us like thirty five minutes. Yes. I don't know if it was just the traffic or the in downtown Toronto. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, Even it's in downtown Calgary, it was like you put in two kilometers. That's a five minute drive for you. Doesn't right. Matter what, you know, but yeah. that's the one thing we noticed right away. We're like, holy, this is this is weird. <laughs> Very congested. Yes. Yeah. And, and this is this is right now. I imagine like before pre pandemic, it was even worse. Oh yeah, I bet. <laughs> right yeah. now, what's happened is a lot of people. People who used to live in the downtown core have actually like packed up and left and they went out, you know, to the, to the outskirts. Like people went to Kitchener, Waterloo, different areas, uh, yeah. just cause they could get more space for the same amount of money that they had in downtown Toronto. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I looked into, uh, Calgary. I looked at the homes that you guys have, um, very nice homes. And, you know, I kind of think back to the time I went to, uh, Nova Scotia, Halifax, and, um, I saw that the, you know, the, the typical homes that they had. I don't know if it was because they're close to the sea or maybe there was a reason for it, but there was aluminum siding everywhere. Like every other home in, in Nova Scotia or in Halifax rather had aluminum siding and the homes didn't really look that appealing. But in Calgary, the construction, the workmanship, it looks nice. It's very modern. It's very welcoming. It's warm, right? Yeah. I think uh, if if there was from, from the Toronto perspective, there was some downside to Calgary with a lot of people bring up. I think without fail, everybody brings this up isn't it like really cold in Calgary? Like what's, what's the weather? Like for somebody who's thinking like, you know, uh, Calgary from, from the Toronto perspective, how different is the weather in Calgary? Um, so we get cold for sure. I would say seven or eight months of the year is winter, winter here. Um, I would only say like being like a generous amount, I would say only about like one month of that is like lots of lots of snow. Um, and then maybe, a quarter of that is unbearable temperatures. So for example, this winter so far, we've only had about one cold snap where it was minus 35 with the wind chill. 
I know that might sound crazy to some people, <laughs> for us, that's like one week of the whole winter, like that's pretty good. And then the rest is very tolerable. Like I always tell my, my out of province clients, we're always sunny. So yes, right. you do have, you know, the lot, lots of snow and not ideal temperatures, but you go outside and you need sunglasses every single day. Right. Um, and we do get the Chinooks, which I know everyone that moves here from out of province is so thankful for. They love so them, yeah. The I've heard about them. Comes in from the Rockies, and it's basically like summer here for a week right. in the winter. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Uh, 20 years ago in Toronto, to have like minus 20, minus 25 degree temperatures or feels like minus 25 was a very common thing like from December all the way up to like uh, February, March. Uh, but for the last few years, the, the winters have been very mild. Uh, yeah. You know, February here, I'm, I think in Calgary too, we had like, um, you know, maybe seven or eight days of like plus eight, plus nine degree uh, temperatures. And then in March, just in the last two, three weeks, we had like two major snowstorms. You know, like yeah. it was crazy. So <laughs> yeah. it's getting milder, but we used to be like that too. Minus 25 was a very common thing. Like, uh, you know, maybe uh, two decades ago, it's changing now. Um, and, um, you know, I mean, maybe it'll work out for us. Who knows? Maybe Toronto will be the next place where it's like tropical. I mean, you know, <laughs> right? we, we can all, we can all dream, right? Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, okay, great. So tell us, uh, tell us a bit about yourself. You know, I should actually, I, I should have started the uh, segment off with a little bit about you, Amber. Um, <laughs> what part of Calgary do you live in? Um, so right now I'm in, so I was born and raised in Calgary, been here my whole life. Um, I'm in like the inner city-ish Calgary, but I've worked and lived all over Calgary. Um, I've been in the industry for six years now. I've been a realtor for three, and then I used to work for a home builder um, prior to being a realtor. So I've seen kind of the ins and outs and got to experience all different, you know, walks of this industry. Um, but yeah, inner city Calgary is is great. I mean, I think everyone should do it before they move out to the suburbs. <laughs> Is is there are there any particular areas of Calgary where you would say that it's maybe not a good idea to invest in? Are there some areas that are better than others? Is there something like yeah. that? So what I do want to say too is I dealt with quite a few out of province buyers last year, and I think for anyone thinking of investing in the Calgary market, who represents you is the most important part because what was happening, and not to say that every realtor does this, but they were putting people out of town in like communities that. One, they're not going to see their money back because it's like a lower income. You know, it's the, the there's parts of Calgary that are kind of struggling a little was, bit. Was Airdrie one of them? No, Airdrie's no? great. Airdrie's, Airdrie. Airdrie's okay. booming. Airdrie will continue to boom. But there is some sectors of Calgary that are lower income and with lower income comes higher crime rate. I grew up in those areas, actually. I, I always felt safe there. My parents still live there. My grandma lives there. However, from an outsider looking in, make sure that your realtor is educating you on this because I had people reach out to me and be like, I can't even walk out of my house because, you know, there's like all this homeless people, all these homeless people and, you know, there's sirens and, but because of the lower price points, that's what out of town buyers see. And right. on top of that, the realtor didn't educate them. Like this might not be where you want to raise a family. Right. Yeah, um, because it's it's one of those situations where you have to be very careful with, well, first of all, like you mentioned rightly, so that you need to know your your neighborhoods, uh, what's good and what's bad. And at the same time, you know, all these things comes with all these things come with a bit of a risk. Like if you get the wrong type of tenant in the wrong community, uh, not only is it like a sort of a danger to your community property itself, uh, 
to, to your property. But at the same time, if it turns out to be one of those, um, you know, troubled tenants, then they could be in there for like a long time before you can kick them out. Okay. I don't know how it is in Calgary, but in Toronto, uh, if you get stuck with a bad tenant, it's, it's, it's pain. It's a lot of pain. It takes a long time before you can get the landlord and tenant board involved and get them kicked out of the property legally. Uh, it can cost you a lot of money. So yes, absolutely. And you know, um, along with knowing the right areas, you also need to know what kind of questions to ask, what kind of person feels like they might be a good tenant and who might be, you know, kind of giving off the wrong signals and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's great. Uh, now in Calgary in itself, um, a lot of people would, you know, question like the builders. Like, so we know here in Toronto, there's, there's builders, there's a lot of builders, right? There's like four or five major builders and there's a whole bunch of smaller builders that we've never heard of. And the way the market was for the last couple of years, you know, any builder would enter the market, build a property and people would buy because it was such a shortage of inventory. But what we have learned is that it does matter who the builder is because in times of like difficult uh, financial, like the financial times we're going through right now, we might be going into like a recession, for example, Certain builders, the builders that have been around for a long, long time that have really deep pockets, they'll be able to still continue building your, you know, your, your deposits are safe with them. But then the smaller ones are questionable. I heard of one in BC that recently went bankrupt and uh, didn't have a lot of projects. They had like two projects on the go or whatever it is. But, you know, all those things matter. Like, is there, is there a similar concern in Calgary when dealing with builders? Are there good builders with good reputations? Is that a common thing or is this generally safe? To with any builder? No, I think um, there's the exact same at risk that there is in Toronto. We do have our, you know, our core big builders that have been around forever and, and build a really good home. But same thing like happened in Toronto, all these small boutique builders kind of started popping up over COVID. And I don't, I think it was Calgary. There was a, like people bought, it was like a six or seven homes and the builder had no permits and they had already taken possession. So it was like wow. this big thing. So Absolutely. Um, one thing that I will say for Calgary, what was happening with the builders, and honestly, I don't even care to say this, the <laughs> builders were cutting realtors out right. because they didn't need them. They didn't want to, like everything was just selling really, really quickly. Right. So they're like, if we don't have to pay a realtor a commission, we're, we're not going to, we're just going to cut you right out. But the problem with that is, is these people that are buying probably don't have a whole lot of knowledge on it. Right. Not saying that realtors do, but we know what to look for above and beyond what the clients do. Um, so I think, again, it comes down to your representation and really doing your homework. I think asking the right questions, like how long have you been in business, right? That's a big one. If you started at the beginning of COVID, there's a huge chance that you don't really know exactly what you're doing, right? Um, so I think asking the right questions, taking your time, right now buyers do have more time than they did you know, last spring. So Correct, yeah. yes. There's more inventory as well. Um, actually, what's what's your market uh, performing like right now? Have you seen the numbers for February for Calgary so far? Yeah, so 39% of homes... Oh, sorry, no, it's bigger than that. No, I have it written down right here. 39% of homes in February went at list price or above list price um, within days on the market. And that was kind of... I think February was kind of the turning point of that for us. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's interesting because it was the same thing for us. Uh, uh, this past February, the numbers came out and the average price in Toronto in the greater Toronto area actually went up by 5%, which is a jump we haven't seen in the last maybe six months or longer. So yeah, things are turning. So it's, it's gonna be interesting to see if this is gonna be like a one-off thing or it's a pattern that's gonna hold because the one thing I've been noticing, 
our sales here are still down like 40, 45% compared to the last year. Right. So we've, we're still getting the same amount of homes come on the market, but the amount of sales are like almost half. Yeah. Given that the price still went up. So that was very interesting to know. Um, I think a lot has to do with the lending rates, right? People freaked right out when those rates went up, but this yes. time last year rates were so low that people were like, let's, let's buy anything. Yep. And I think the, the, the confidence is coming back. People are coming back Absolutely. in the market yep. and, uh, Let's see what that does to uh, the prices going forward in the spring market. We, we you know, I don't know about uh, you know you guys, but we're expecting a record number of closings for like new development for new construction. Oh. Uh, we're typically used to about twenty five thousand. We're expecting thirty five thousand uh, new units coming to the market this year. So it looks like we're heading into the spring summer market with a lot more inventory than we that we're used to. Uh, but how they'll affect the average price remains to be seen. Let's see. We will see. Awesome. So what I'm going to do, um, Amber, I'm going to put your information in the description box. So if anybody wants to get more information about the Calgary market, reach out to uh, reach out to Amber. And uh, anytime I've had anybody who needs something done in Calgary, Amber is my go-to person. Uh, and uh, please feel free to reach out to her with any any queries, questions, concerns. And she can get right back to you. <laughs> Amber, thank you so much for doing this. And uh, we'll do another one uh, on another topic, hopefully soon. Okay. Sounds good, my friend. All right. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Bye.